This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more information about this research and other topics on the website, william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. In the message, there were many strange things to hear and see if you were just willing to pay attention and had a curious mind and a big imagination. As a child, I fit that description. There were many things that I remember hearing and tried doing that some of the other members of the religious group did not. I can remember a specific sermon by a message pastor in Georgia when the speaker deviated from the main subject matter to discuss the power of words. He made a statement that stuck with me for many years. God can speak through you too. When you are in need, just speak with the power of the Lord and watch what happens. Lose your car keys? Speak to them. Tell them that you're going to find them. You will. You will. I can't even begin to tell you how many times that I tried that. No matter what got lost or broken, I spoke my mind and let them know that I was going to fix and find. And you know what? Those keys always showed up, even if it was weeks later or if I had to make another set at the local hardware store. Some Christian and cult apologists have labeled William Branham as either the catalyst or the father of the modern Word of Faith movement, which birthed slogans such as, Name it, claim it or speak to the rock. Branham claimed that he could speak animals into existence, cross-eyed children straight, and more. But as a child, I knew nothing of this. All I knew is that I could be like one of the mighty X-Men with a superpower none of my friends had. In April of 1947, he said, Now then, of course, fastening my eyes to that bracelet, which you can yourself, if you don't doubt in your heart, and it started moving around. And it moved back and forth, around, crosswise, and stopped. He also said, I'll take any cross-eyed child you've got in this meeting. You bring it up here without even praying for it, and just look at it straight in the eyes like that. I'll make its eyes come straight. As a child with a curious mind, I always wanted to know more. Most of my peers in the religious group studied the latter sermons of William Branham, usually from 1963 to 1965, looking for ways to connect with each modern event to something that William Branham said in a sermon. 
I was more interested in the earlier sermons. I wanted to know more about God, more about the prophet, and more about the religion of my family. I studied it almost every day and night. One of the things that caught my interest was a statement that William Branham introduced into his stage persona in 1955. He claimed that every time he was around a fortune teller, they called him out of a crowd. The first time he said it was January 17, 1955. He said, What made me more scared than ever, every time I met a fortune teller, they would recognize something had happened. And that just nearly killed me. What I found to be more interesting was that in many of his stories, he sought out to find the mystics. They were not all chance meetings. One story in particular always struck me as odd. He often mentioned how the spirits would play the jingle that I frequently heard in Beverly Hillbillies at my grandmother's house. Shave and a haircut, two bits. He said, I've seen witch doctors speak with tongues, lay down a pencil, and run it up and down the stovepipe, and play that shave and a haircut two bits. Come back down and write in an unknown tongue, and a wizard stand there and interpret it, and tell them what they said. Seen them drink blood out of a human skull, and call on the devil till the power would knock you down, and speak in tongues. That was a 1962 sermon, Behold, a greater than all of them is here. I always wondered, why would those evil spirits play a bluegrass tune that Earl Scruggs ended his songs with? Two hours north of Jeffersonville, in Chesterfield, Indiana, a spiritualist camp entertained guests with the exact supernatural feats described in Branham's addition to his life story. Camp Chesterfield was started in 1891 by Maggie and Kate Fox, who claimed to have the ability to communicate with the deceased. Their supernatural gift, however, was more entertainment than power. The book, Weird Indiana, Your Travel Guide to Indiana's Local Legends and Best Kept Secrets, by Mark Merriman and James Taylor, written in 2008, says, Here's a ghastly tale without a ghost only some shrewd Hoosiers, and to be honest, some gullible ones too. It began when a pair of young sisters, Maggie and Kate Fox, started claiming that they could communicate with the deceased. They became celebrities, and their story gave birth to the booming movement of spiritualism. Before her death, Kate Fox admitted that the sisters had made up their supposed communications with the other side, and it seemed that spiritualism would be dealt a death blow. But it gets interesting, later in the book, in 1949, a new medium attraction was introduced, Madame Mimi. Madame Mimi claimed to have the ability to channel unearthly voices and move physical objects, feats which attracted the curious from all parts of Indiana. One of the performances Madame Mimi frequently used at Camp Chesterfield was the seven-note musical phrase, shave and a haircut, two bits. Merriman and Taylor go on to say, The spirits are strong this night, intoned Madame Mimi. With whom do you wish to speak? She never received her answer. Abruptly, the table, which had just tipped moments before, lifted completely off the floor. 
levitating sideways in a long arc before landing back on the floor with a dull thud. Next, an entire series of knocks erupted from the table until all present recognized the familiar cadence of shave and a haircut, two bits. Suddenly, the sound of a bell filled the room once again, this time ringing frantically. Sounds like it's dinner time, whispered the dark shape of Mr. Wirtz. As a child, Branham's stories were captivating. As a young adult, having been raised to believe the stories as gospel truth, I never thought to question them. I believe the stories created for his stage persona were truly tales of good versus evil. I never considered that they might include aspects of other stage personas, tweaked for his own agenda and molded to fit an extremist form of Christianity. <laughs>